are mucus free. We are mucus free. We are mucus free. We are mucus free. We are mucus free. All right, brothers and sisters, I have a real treat for you today. My good friend, Steve Prushek is in the house, as they say. Uh, Steve Prusek is founder of Juice Guru, a movement dedicated to spreading the message about juicing for healthy living. He is also the founder of the accredited Juice Guru Institute, which offers courses in juice therapy and health education and trains juice therapists around the world. With his wife, Julie, he co-authored the number one best-selling book on Amazon entitled Juice Guru, Transform Your Life by Adding One Juice a Day. He is also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Juice Fasting. Uh, Steve hosted the world's first health-related podcast, Raw Vegan Radio, back in 2006, and he has recently launched his latest podcast, Juicingpreneur Radio, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, which is aimed toward helping others grow their own business. Without further ado, welcome Steve Prusek. Thank you, Professor Spira. <laughs> are, we talking, are we talking juice today? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you're always always talking juice. You know, I had my, my orange juice this morning because I had recently had got a box of a box of oranges and the oranges have been pretty decent this year. So I, uh, you know, keeping it kind of simple, just good, good old fashioned, <laughs> good old fashioned orange juice. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to be here. I love the work you're doing and carrying on the great work of Professor Arnold Arrett. And just that's part of my journey. So I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah, yeah, most most definitely. So, uh, so to get you introduced uh, to people in my community that might not know who you are, uh, we'll start from you know where where are you from and kind of what was your upbringing like. So I'm living in California now. I grew up in New Jersey and um, back in the '80s, <laughs> and you know I grew up standard American diet. Uh, by the time I was a frat boy in college and just living the worst life ever, drinking alcohol, smoking weed, anything to feel alive and happy in the boring state of New Jersey. <laughs> and um, health was the last thing on less thing from my radar. I remember in college making fun of the vegetarians, like the people online, like, what are they doing? Like, how how could they not eat meat? Like, what is going on with that? And we'd make fun of them, you know, mm -hmm. and. I had no idea that, you know, getting out of college, I'd be, you know, overweight, you know, borderline obese, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. And it was just no energy. You know, I was working on Wall Street as a stockbroker at the time. I couldn't even sit up behind my desk. I'd be slouching by midday. I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs without panting. I was smoking over a pack of cigarettes a day. And in my early 20s, I felt like an old man. And that was really the impetus, that and depression, just feeling depressed, laying in bed, watching infomercials. And it was Jay Cordage, the juice man on a late night infomercial talking about juicing that I was like, you know what, maybe I should just give that a try. And because I hated fruits and vegetables, I, I never even ate a salad, really iceberg lettuce and, and, um, you know, beef steak, tomato and cucumber was my salad drowned in bacon bits, croutons and French dressing. 
fast food every weekend. Like yeah, I was, yeah. I was the epitome of junk food, you know, unconscious and all the other things that come with it. So it was the juicing that turned it around. And I've done all these other things in raw vegan. I'd love to talk to you more about that and that whole movement, which I think is so crazy and mm. off center for what it should have been. And the vegan movement and what's gone on in that movement, I've been I've gravitated through these movements because it was all about Eric and his philosophy that I always believed in. And so we went back to juicing to educate because for me, juicing turned it around. And I thought if more people could start getting juice in their body, then maybe they can transition easier and do more fasting and all those other things because it was the fasting that changed my life mm. nicotine came out the tips of my fingers mm -hmm. during one of my first fasts. the fingertips cracked it smelled like a dark tar soot and i was like well that's what ignited the passion to want to do this full time and, and make my life of it yeah yeah beautiful <clears throat> yeah beautiful and you had said I think I read you had uh, one of your teachers you, you, you call you a buffoon or they was kind of making fun of you and just you just said like talk a little bit about that that period you know before you really just emotionally where were you at before you got Man, into this lifestyle I was like the epitome of a bad student and it, it was a struggle to even sit in school elementary school I was more creative and they don't honor that anyway mm -hmm. so to sit there and read a chalkboard all day and to I just was miserable in school and I became like the class clown and I'd be the guy that came in with different props a rubber hand that would fall off or something and the teachers hated me and I always got in trouble and I would be suspended in school suspension all those things and the teacher you know one teacher called me a buffoon they basically told me I wasn't going to amount to anything and mm. you know a lot of the words that we hold on to and if, if we let it and um yeah, I just never thought I'd be able to turn it around. And it was because of this lifestyle that later in life, once I started the juicing and getting the right food in my body, I got into a master's program, got my master's degree. I was class president. I was, you know, an honor student, which they I was a C and D student back then. I was, you know, a what they called a loser, you know, and I never no, no one really thought I'd mount to much. My parents, I think, were just kind of resigned to let, just let him get through. You know, Caesar good. That was the kind of student I was. Right, right, yeah. <clears throat> and so you watch the. I wasn't like you, let's say. <laughs> well, I mean, I. You know, I mean, we we <laughs> we have I. Yeah, something something just lit a fire under me to just like okay, everybody expects me to not be able to do this so i'm just gonna i'm gonna go all the way i'm gonna just, just take it all the way in academia uh, <clears throat> so yeah. what what was your first uh first juicer so how far after when you were watching uh infomercials did you actually take initiative take action and be like all right i'm gonna do this so yeah and then I remember I, t I convinced my mom. I was like, you know, I, I want to do this. I want to get a juicer. I want to get a good juicer. I want to get the kind of juicer where I wanted to go right in and do a cleanse. So I was like, let me try to get some of these toxins out of my body. Because I started reading and all that and, and just learning more about it. Not just wanting to drink a juice, but to try a juice cleanse. Mm -hmm. So I ended up getting a really good juicer at the time. I, it was a graduation gift from my, my grandparents, chipped in with my parents. And they got me a really good juicer, a Tribest Green Star, so the juice would last up to three days if mm -hmm. I made a juice in there. And I remember that first cleanse, like, you know, I was probably about 21 or 22, and um, 
it was the hardest thing I ever did. It was three days and I, I, you know, I thought I was starving. Mm. I thought I couldn't even get through this mm. and I just didn't know. And it was effective, but we all know that the deeper we go uh, with the cleansing and the more hardcore we get with it and the more we've learned along the journey. It's funny when I wrote the idiot's guide to juice fasting, I've learned so much more about juicing mm-hmm. um, and juice fasting at this point. And a lot of these vegan doctors, they just have it all wrong and, Everyone's afraid of the fruit juices. I know I'm getting off on a tangent with that, but let's just stick to the question. And yeah, that was the first juicer, and um, and that was the first cleanse, three days, and that's what started the transition to then systematically getting rid of meat, dairy, you know, the mucus forming foods, and um, but still eating, being a vegetarian pus eater, and then a vegan pus eater, mm-hmm. and then a raw food pus eater for. Uh, two years, and that's when I did Raw Vegan Radio, and that was in 2004 that mm-hmm. I started that, and um, and and it was just wanting to stay the path, interviewing the leaders in raw food, and then doing a raw food summit, Raw Palooza back then. We had 80 speakers on that. Wow! So I was really immersed in the movement and the philosophies, and they were off in so many ways, mm-hmm. and it's no wonder I failed, and so many other people did too. Yeah. Yeah, that's <clears throat> something that I observed when I, because I was kind of disconnected from that whole thing until you know, get going online and starting to see some of the social media. Because um, when I, you know, that the, in those days there was, was MySpace, I was about it. There wasn't Facebook, right. none of that yet, and uh, and that was coming from only having really dealt with the mucus diet healing system and not having all those other influences which I'm happy I was able to do that where I didn't have to break bad habits and things. But uh, I just saw how there was just such a lack of transition discussion. Uh, a lot of, there was authoritarianism in some cases. I was just talking about that a minute ago with uh, someone about some, some of the groups that would just delete people immediately. If they don't, if they said the wrong thing, you just boop, you're, you're deleted you know, no, no teachable moment. No say, Hey, maybe you should think about it this way. It's nope. You're out. And if you don't toe the line. And so I was just very uncomfortable with that, with that whole scene. And so I just stayed out of it, just sort of observed it from afar, tried to create our own environment with the mucus free uh, life and mucus's diet uh, forum where we were tried to be the antithesis of that, where it was like, look, People post things I disagree with. We can have a conversation about it. I don't have to just take it down immediately and and kick you out just because you you don't we don't have the same opinion. You know, I just I just hate that. <clears throat> but so you but you were like immersed in <laughs> you were seeing the I was whole immersed thing. I'm here in California. I was going to the parties with David Wolf and all those guys in San Diego. Right yeah. at the, you know right when Nature's First Law right. came up and. It was, you know, it, there were some good things, but it was a lot of shaming, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of negativity. And like you said, authoritarian and just, you know, this way or no way, no transition, lots of nuts, lots of avocados and, you know, just and not a lot of cleansing, not a lot of talking about fasting, not a lot of talk about enemas or any mm-hmm. of the important things to first get clean. That is the reason so many people fail on it, just not cleaning the constipation i think eric when he talks about constipation it's like so many of us are constipated and it's it's 
it's even now like when I fall off and I get back on, I, I realize how constipated I'll do a nice kalamna, <laughs> like a five gallon kalamna with my yeah. kalama board and lemon uh, juice in there. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm just like even eating, you know, mucus lean and mucus free. Still, there's buildup, you yep, know, until yep. we can really get that cleaned out. So that's been part of my transition, just, you know, being completely regular all, you know, going to the bathroom an hour after, you know, that you're working right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's a... We'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a thing that people, you know, they they don't understand the transition and how how it works. They want to try to... You know, some of the folks in the talking about the raw food, they'll criticize it, saying, "Oh, or you you're just trying to make excuses or mess around," you know. But then two years later, they're you know eating rice at four o'clock or something. It's like, well, wait a minute, where where's all your raw at this point? Well, we changed it to raw till four. No, you skipped over the transition. We already have a transition diet methodology. You didn't have to create something <laughs> new. <laughs> but and uh, Well, Eric comes when you're ready. Because I think when yeah. I first read that book, it was hard to get through. You know, I was like, I get some of this and some of it. But when you, you like your course, when I immersed myself in your course and really, I, I just, I constantly read the book over and over just because, I feel like every time I get more out of it, you know, and it really holds up like nothing else out there. There's, there's so much confusion, um, with who to follow. And, and we've been, you know, I've worked with lots of doctors to back the brand that I do to mm -hmm. our certification program. We've got Dr. Cousins, mm -hmm. Gabriel Cousins, one of our advisors, Joel Furman, who actually did a water fast at the beginning of his career and mm -hmm. kind of knows the benefits of fasting. Yeah. But I tried to bring in doctors that at least get it. Unlike, in the vegan movement, like Dr. Esselstyn or Rip Esselstyn or any of those guys or mm. um, McDougal who are really against juicing and, yeah. and speak out against it. And, and even Dr. Michael Greger, who calls juicing a travesty. Mm. And so we have an uphill battle with the work we do. And mm. but there's, you know, the trends, there's the medical medium with celery juice. And he's reaching millions of people with just getting them on celery juice. And we're like, yeah, that's good. But we can take it to the next level with our juicing and let's right. not get stuck in any of these philosophies. People love the leaders, you know, they yeah. love one voice that somehow markets to them and, uh, and they'll get stuck. So we're just mm. trying to wake people up like you are. It's, it's a, it's a journey to wake up. Definitely. Yeah. That's, it's interesting how things get the way they get, you know, and with the misinformation and fake news and just, and, and like you said, these leaders, the, the strong arm leaders and like, this is how it is. And everybody, you know, and folks have to follow it. <clears throat> Whereas, you know, my approach had always been that I, I, I put a challenge people to study for themselves. It's like, I'll, I'll say a few things like, hey, did you ever think about this and that? But, you know, you don't, you don't have to believe me. I'm not going to try to sell you on just believe me. I will try to sell you on study. Like, check these books out. Check, go, you know, do your own research and and discover it for yourself. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it was a lot of, a lot of that, that kind of following and, and just, uh, you know, do, do what I say, not, not as I do kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, that was uh, it's uh, it's interesting, and it's been transitioning into something 
almost something else now. I can't really tell what, but it's it's doing something right now where it's because it's a little it's different than it was, and. Um, well, you mean the raw food movement itself? Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's doing something. I can't really say what it is, you know, because some of those folks that were really prominent five years ago and some of those communities that were prominent then are much less. I mean, some of them have split up and divided and went in different directions, and they're, they don't have the kind of, you know, they were kind of a fad. You know, they, they don't have that kind of influence that they once did. And uh, then, you know, even some of the books that were the quintessential books, it's like the authors of books have found shame or things have happened that weren't good. Yeah. And I'm not going to name any names at this moment, but no, you, everybody don't. knows, everybody knows what I'm talking Well, the people that know, know what we're talking about. Um, so the thing is, it's, I think it does give us an opportunity to do with the work that we're doing to kind of give that alternative and say hey you know we're over here we've been here this whole time but you know we're not forcing anything on you if you resonate with this information come on over you know and uh yeah because i remember like i was at those longevity conferences that david wolf and team were putting on we they brought raw vegan radio in as a sponsor so we'd always have a booth there and mm. I remember seeing how it started to change when they started bringing in Frank Giglio and he was talking about raw meat and they started bringing in um, some other, uh, I forget his name, but someone else in the paleo movement mm -hmm. who, who was teaching about, and I was like, wait a minute, this, I mean, yeah. you know, it's called raw vegan, first of all, like what, where are we going now with it? And they were going like the wrong direction completely. Yeah. It's always about the vegan part you know there there is a compassion part there's a reason to not eat meat on top of it and also the destructive value to our body all the reasons it it, it made zero sense how that transitioned too yeah that was a few years back though yeah yeah and that's a that's a good good point because there was and and i i'd kind of predicted that we were going to see more of that because when i was looking at folks that were trying to become fruitarian and it was like real, you know, 2012, 13, and 14. I mean, average is like raw fruitarian overnight doing 40-day fast, 40-day water fast. You know, it was like it, it was just this level of extremism, and there was a lot of people on it. And people tend to think that something is valuable based on how many people is there as opposed to just objectively analyzing and seeing like, well, is this what is this? It's like, oh, there's a lot of people over there. That must be cool. And and I was like, man, this is heading for disaster because we're going to be seeing some people are going to aren't going to make it. We're going to have some people probably pass away, uh, you know, because they're not using the methodology just as like in the mucus diet book where people did too long a fast uh, and all this kind of stuff. So we're going to see that we're going to see people that go to the opposite extreme. And that's where they're like, OK, we, we have all this raw concept but we're starting to fall apart. Let's eat raw meat. <laughs> you know, it was like that was the logic as opposed to, well, maybe we should transition and let's let's take a look at some, you know, some plant based cooked food. You know, it was like instead of that, it's like, no, nah, we're going all over, raw meat, raw goat's milk. And yeah, I've even seen yeah. I mean, I was surprised even seeing a few people that were supposed to be really you know, the real hardcore say something like, well, if you have to drink milk, you know, raw goat's milk is is preferable. I'm like, what? 
like, what are you talking about? Like, no, no, it's no, no, no milk from an animal is never. It's not preferable. It's you know, so it's it's a you know a strange uh, strange phenomenon there. Well, you know, it's that my my greatest mentors. I mean, Arnold Errett and Dr. Norman Walker, and Dr. Mm-hmm. Norman Walker, and he had it dialed in too, and he really followed in the footsteps of Errett in the work that he brought with the juicing and combining yeah. those two has been phenomenal for my life, 26 years doing this. And I think I've done every cleanse there is out there. I've, I did the herbal ones and the master cleanse mm. and the fruit cleanse and the green juice cleanse and the water fast. And the, the funny thing is even doing the 26 years and average four times a year, I still go deep. This last one, I couldn't believe I was throwing up during this cleanse. It was only seven days and I was throwing stuff up. I don't even know what it was that our, my body's just... Our bodies, it's incredible. I mean, I know Brother Ayers talked about how much they're really, how much we accumulate before we start this journey. And I just can't believe 26 years and I'm still, I still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a, such a journey. <clears throat> and I wanted to ask you a little bit about your uh, relationship with the Juice Man, with, with Jay Cordish, uh, you know, the fa- father of juicing. When did you meet him and then start? kind of working with him as a as like a a partner yeah that was you know i i did some work first with dr will tuttle who he wrote the world peace diet and Mm. that's kind of how i escaped the nine to five and started doing work in this space and he's in the vegan movement and we i created some online programs with him and you know we became 50 50 partners but then as I got the book deal for complete idiot's guide uh to juice fasting which was about eight years ago now um, that's when I reached out to Jay and Linda and I was like, hey, you know, I'm a big fan of your work, Jay, and I'd love to take what you've done and create a school of juicing. And we'll call it the school of juicing.com and we'll take your life work because here he was in his late 80s mm-hmm. and um, there was really nothing online or anything. So and they had they had a you know huge library of videos and you know lectures and audio books and all these things he'd done. And so they, they came in as 50, 50 partners and I took his work and I made it all digital. And then I interviewed him and we did a five module series as part of the school of juicing where, um, we went deeper into his work and, um, you know, so that, and then we lost him, I guess about three years ago and Jay lived to about 93 and, um, but his work lives on in the school of juicing and yeah. I gave it to Linda. I was like, here, do with it, whatever you want. I'm going to use it as part of my certification for people to learn from Jay and you can just sell it and make money on it. And that, and that's how we parted ways. But, you know, and I did meet him in person. We went to some dinners together and things like that. And he was just a great inspiration to be able to work, you know, directly and get to know him. He was just an amazing guy really passionate yeah. and he started with max gerson dr max mm-hmm. gerson cured him of cancer when he was in his 20s he was a football player at uc irvine or, or ucla out here and um and he ended up getting cancer and cured it through the carrot apple juice and yeah yeah, you know, all yeah. these all these doctors talk about fruit juice being so you know bad for the body too much sugar and or the hybrid carrots or everyone right. gets so off base yeah. with what we should be doing with juicing and we continue to try to provide the right information yeah <clears throat> yeah definitely that's uh yeah that's that's great you know and i'm real real happy that you are doing that work to you know anytime you, these you know we take figures because there's not 
I don't even see a whole lot of us that really try to put the work out there of, you know, great authors or great folks that had put information forward and say, like, you know, this is a legacy. You know, we're trying to bring this and, and keep this going. It's like a lot of people just they're into the self engrandizement of like, look at me, I'm I'm brilliant. I, this is all my information and this kind of stuff. And it's like, no, it isn't. You 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 got all that from other places, and uh, you know, as a and you're <laughs> not true. honoring. It's like let's let's honor honor the past, honor yes. the people that came before. Nothing nothing wrong with that. And uh, for some reason, that that's not the kind of mentality that a lot of folks have in this field, but. I'm glad you do, because I think that's great. <clears throat> and uh, and uh, now one one thing I wanted to ask is uh, is uh, uh, talk about diff- different types of juicers and what are the pros and cons of different types of juicers and what would you recommend somebody that maybe doesn't have a ton of money but they want to get a good juicer they're starting out what would you recommend that they get. That's a good question. So, I mean, if you go to a juice bar and they've got those high speed juicers that blend really fast, that's called the centrifugal juicer. And it's the, that's that juice, you know, it, it heats up when it makes the juice. So we, we lose some enzymes that way. Um, but you know, th- that's a con to it, but a pro to it is we, we drink it right away. You have to drink it right away. Mm-hmm. It's like when you cut an apple and it starts to oxidize, it turns brown. You know, it's the same thing with your juice. As soon as it cuts it up, it's going to start to oxidize. So a lot of people will make the mistake of juicing, freezing it, and then you can get harmful bacteria mm-hmm. in your juice and get really sick if you do that. Yeah. So when you're using something like that, and that would be like a Jack LaLanne or even the Juice Man $99 juicer, mm-hmm. those are centrifugal. Those are juicers that aren't the best you get what you pay for with it but it's better than nothing and if it's Mm. all you have in your budget at least you know drink that juice right away the cleanup isn't as easy as some of the other juicers but that's the starting place though Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know the centrifugal is just a the one in the juice bars a a better version of the cheaper Um, juicers anyway i see the next level up is like a slow juicer so it rotates like 47 rpms uh, we use the slow stars, the one we like, and that juice lasts up to 24 hours because it's extracted slower. It's not heating up the juice and it lasts a full 24 hours. So we can make enough juice to last us for two days. Basically, what we do is we fill a mason jar to the top. We'll put it in the freezer right after sealing it and put it in for about an hour. Mm. We want to get the juice down to 37 degrees Fahrenheit, not mm-hmm. freezing because mm-hmm. then this could crack and it, you know, it's going to kill more enzymes. But 37 degrees Fahrenheit is what they found to be the sweet spot. And then we bring it into the refrigerator and it's just like new when we drink it the next day. So we do that with the with the next level up, which is the twin gear. Uh, we use the elite juicer or the pro juicer for that. And it's it's a masticating juicer. It's like it replicates the human chewing, the mastication. So it Really, it also uses magnetic and bioceramic technology, which is making the enzyme supposedly more uh, efficient, more more bio uh, usable for your yeah, body. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just I don't know about that part. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of studies. There's some, but they tested that the juice from there. You'd get the same kind of juice from a Norwalk juicer, only it's thousands of dollars. I say the the Green Star Elite, which is what I started with because at least it lasts up to three days like a Norwalk juicer or the knockoff of a Norwalk, which is the pure juicer, which is a little less money 
and actually a better than the Norwalk, but that's a two-stage juicer. That's what Norman Walker invented, um, the two-stage, where you grind up the vegetable or fruit into a bag, and mm. then you put it through this presser mm. where it kind of comes up and just presses the juice out with all this force, and that juice is really pure and clean, and again, that'll last up to three days too. So those, that's like the Cadillac of the juicer, and yeah. You know, we were sponsored by TriBest for a few years, so like they gave us all the equipment. But the reason we went to them was because right when I started, you know, when I was 25, or, you know, with juicing or 24, I went that I, that was the one I wanted. I always knew TriBest was the best back mm. then, so I've just I've been real loyal to that brand. Yeah, yeah, that's uh. But the key yeah. is. Professor Spear up yeah. cold pressed juice. Yeah. If it's cold pressed juice, it lasts up to three days or less. Anything beyond like what you find in the store on the shelf, they'll call it cold pressed, mm -hmm. but it's usually HPP, which is high pressure processed, mm -hmm. which means they submerged it um, like 40 feet to uh, make it shelf stable for up to like 30, 40 days. Yeah. That's not the same. Right. And that's not going to give you the medicinal yeah. healing quality of a fresh cold pressed enzyme rich juice, which right. there've been no studies on, which is why they're saying fruit juice isn't good. We went back, like you said, we researched too. We were mm -hmm. like, why are these doctors saying it's bad? Why is Dr. Greger saying it's bad? He has a video on his website that promotes kale juice that says, you know, that it helped people get off smoking, all these other things. And like, why is he against it? There was a study like we, mm. that, that Julia dug up and it, and they did this study and it was on fruit juice, but it was the pasteurized juice. They didn't use cold pressed enzyme rich juice. So the mm. study was flawed. It didn't relate to what we're talking about here with cold pressed, less processed juice, which really is more like what we chew than anything it's not as processed we want to get right. away from pro we know the ideal food is fruit right so right. fruit juice is great we would never put like a lot of our clients come from the standard american diet and we don't put them on a fruit juice cleanse or a fruit juice like we find the green juice is mm -hmm. more building so we start with the green juice because then they're not going to loosen up all those uh toxins and end up in the hospital and the other exactly. thing i should bring up here is how be how people break a fast because I don't know if it was Eret's book. I think Eret talked about that in Rational Fasting when he talked about, and it was a juice fast, I think it was the lemonade fast, where somebody ate a date and ended up dying because they were a one-sided meat eater. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. There's those two two case studies on that, yeah, in that section on how to break a fast, and it's their cautionary tales of what not to do, and people do it anyway. <laughs> people like, do it know, anyway. Do it anyway but... People, like you see, people come up, they've been juicing for a year, and then they want to become celebrity stars, and they'll put up a channel, and they don't know the ins and outs. And right. that's why we did the certification, and because we wanted to teach people how to lead people with juicing the right way and yeah. bringing in the other doctors, even though I don't agree with, I don't agree with a lot of what Dr. Cousins says, you know, yeah. I don't agree with Dr. Brian Clement saying in Hippocrates about fruit. Right. Like I just, I can't believe how off we've become with how some of our doctors are educating. Yeah. I'm not here to diss yeah. them, but I'm just right. saying it. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's and confusing being, for people being real. And that's well, and that's why I, I always kind of, steered clear of that direction anyway you know and i understand you was plugging in because you wanted to get that you know that's a important for people to transition them into the information because some folks they have to see that sign of 
of uh, you know of support from the you know somebody that's been in the medical field and that kind of stuff. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, right. I you know we we're kind of like. You know, it's it's right. good. Well, if, I have you know. my master's degree in occupational <laughs> therapy, so I'm a therapist, and I could put MS after my name. You know, people love that. Yeah, yeah. Thing, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so I'm I've always sort of f- tried to find ways to do it without that. You know, and just say, hey, look, this this information is freely available for everybody. Take a look at it. If it makes sense to you, great. You know, you don't have to have uh, somebody, you know, with a sign of a, you know, have you know, some study or a doctor say, ah, this is this is what it is, you know, because you know, they tried to do that before with, um, and I won't say his name either, but <laughs> it was a doctor that the uh, Alvin Last, who owned Eric Publishing uh, after Fred Hirsch. Uh, and before he sold it in 2011, he, on his website, he had a few articles up from a, it was a doctor. I think he went to, he had went to Harvard and he was a medical doctor, but he promoted and used Arnold Eretz methods with, with people. And so, you know, he kind of wrote some of his stuff was trying to basically use that medical type of viewpoint to support Eric's work and so it's like okay yeah, okay cool uh there was still things he said that that went against Eric's some of Eric's beliefs and principles and that kind of thing but I'm like okay oh, cool I understand but it's like the problem there is that doctor ended up I mean, he ended up getting in trouble and I don't even remember exactly what it is but he had legal problems because the last time I looked him up I'm like what, what, you know, there's like terrible stories about him and getting arrested and all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, uh, you know, that's, that's not, it's like, we, you know, we have one doctor that's promoting it and then, then that happens. And so it's like, right. I'm like, all right, look, it's, we, we got the information, the information's in the book, you know, we're, we're on our own, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it would be, yeah, I don't, I mean, when I started that certification, I was like, I brought in Dr. Thomas Lodi from Oasis of Healing because he's using juicing with cancer patients. I brought in Gabriel Cousins and Dr. James Sheridan, who was running Health Force Nutritionals at the time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and he was really an advocate of juicing. And so I was like, yeah, I just want to. And that's why Dr. Uh, Furman, you know, we call him our medical advisor. And people like that. Right, right, right. I do it because people like that. I mean, it's not like. I don't know. People like it, I guess. It's, I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah. What I'm saying here is, and I know you're saying the same. It's, it's just, we are our doc. We are like, no one knows our body like us. We become right. our own physician and like we're on nature's operating table and this is the road less traveled and, and it's just so worth it. And I just say to anyone who questions it or, or is misguiding people to just try it for yourself and, and go deeper into this and, and get it, get the stuff out, start getting it out and your life's going to change. I mean, from, from a physical level to a spiritual, emotional, and every other way that we can evolve. This is, Eric is just, he was just, I don't know. I, I, I talked to Julie, my wife about that. I was like, I don't know if he came from some other planet or what, but that guy, man, yeah. He was so dialed into yeah. how humans should be living. He wrote the book on how humans should be living. I mean, I hate to put him on that kind of a pedestal, but I really 
I just I've experienced it and I've and I've tried all the other ones. I've tried all the so-called leaders, all of them. Yeah, I've worked with them. I know them and and I know what they're saying doesn't work. Yeah, I, I hate yeah. to sound like I'm just yeah. dissing everyone, but as someone who's tried it all and hoped that someone with us today, alive today, had the answer and realized that I don't know why they get so off on a tangent in their own kind of thing, like, you know, with cousin. I I, mean, I am kind of bashing people here, it seems. I don't I don't not, want. Not, I told yeah, her, I mean, not too bad. You know, you just OK, gotta, I, I respect ob Dr. objective, uh, you know, objective analysis here. But he, I, I respect Dr. Cousins, but he, you know, he read our book and he endorsed our book, but he mm. said, I got to let you know that I don't agree with fruit juices. You know, he's like, I have to let you know, Yeah. you know, when I've had some of my deepest cleanse with just putting some lemon and apple juice together and, and just drinking that and then even including herbs and then finding that the herbs just don't work. Like, I, I think we can just get back to nature and not get so caught up. I'm, and I'm not going to say anything about Dr. Norris because I never followed his protocols, mm. but the ones I followed, it was like, I'm having better results just, just getting clean yeah. from nature. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely to me a, a reimagining and a reanalysis of how we, of, of naturopathy that we really can eventually get to, especially through the lens of the mucus's diet healing system and, you know, it reprioritizes because there's so many folks when you in the herbology side of it that they use that as a way to go from medical mindset and the the addiction of taking medicines to now I'm going to replace the medicines with herbs and I'm just uh, now I'm taking herbs, but you're you're missing the the real fundamental part which is eating your way to health. Dealing with the diet. Yeah, and it kind of it's kind of that that fast track. Everyone yeah. always wants the fast track. This is gonna make me clean even faster. And but you know, it took you a long time to get in that state, and it's gonna take a while to get out of that state. I'm on twenty six years trying to get out of that state because what did I eat growing up? I mean, I was eating cereal, Pop Tarts, chocolate milk, pizza, Burger King, McDonald's, all of it. Right. I should have been morbidly obese. I was overweight and mm -hmm. borderline obese, but I wasn't, I would have been without a doubt. I, I'd be obese right now and I'd probably be dead. Yeah. My mom died yeah. early and I, I would have too. Yeah. 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 And that's the, <clears throat> the thing that, you know, it's hard for some people to understand what they did. If they weren't sick growing up or they weren't overweight or, you know, so they, they start, kind of going down the healing path and they'll go through periods where they don't feel good or they're going through the healing crisis or that kind of thing. And they're like, Oh, this diet's messing me up. It's like, yeah, no, you're just, <laughs> your body is cleansing itself of all those old waste. And, uh, you know, so, you know, welcome, welcome to the club. But for some of us that had these issues, it's kind of like, it's nice to know that, okay, this is the last time I'm going to go through some of this. It's um, once and for all because I'm not putting that waste back into my body. So, all right, I'm going through this elimination and move on, you know, move on with life. And Because uh, that was, for me, that definitely was self-evident because I had been sick month after month after month for years of my childhood and never – no matter what drugs they gave me or what I, you know, what, what, whatever, what I did, it was consistent. 
And wasn't until the mucus diet in those first couple years, I was eliminating a lot of mucus. So I started practicing the diet, loosened stuff up, and it's like a, a, just a fountain of mucus is coming out of me. And some people, that would have scared people because they're like, oh, why are you... Ah, you're sick all the time and it's like no nah, I'm just just wait a minute just give me a couple years and after that couple years I that almost was gone for good like I just didn't have those kind of eliminations again even if I wanted to it was like you know that just didn't happen and uh and then very rarely you know every couple years maybe I'll have an elimination you know and be like a day or two uh you know have some and they'll be very light compared to the old days you know cold and flu like symptoms you know, kind of feverish or something like that, you know, do a couple enemas, lay down for a couple of days and that's it, you know, and you're, you're out of it. Um, you know, and with whatever they say is going around, I've been around a lot of people. I haven't got nothing yet. <laughs> I haven't had no elimination right? yet. Is know. something happening? <laughs> right. Yeah. Something, you know, something, yeah, something's going on. I don't on. even know, man. Yeah. It's, 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 but I agree nuts. because I, early on, like around the time I had that nicotine episode that I always, you know, when I went to my media training and I was going to do my book tour or whatever, mm. you know, all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but part of that, he was like, your, your hook is the nicotine out of the, t-. like, you always have to lead with that because then people are like, what? You got nicotine out? But really, what I don't ever talk about is, what followed, which was I couldn't go to the bathroom with a solid movement mm. for like a week. And I thought I was dying. I was yeah. terrified. I ended up going to the hospital. I'm like, what's wrong with me? I, I called out of work. I was a therapist at the time. And, and I'm like, I, I mean, they, they, I've heard about it where you could hit a major dumping, like detox, you know, healing crisis. And I, and I know now that's what it was. But at the time there wasn't a lot of people teaching or really knowing this part of it. And, so for me, that that scared that scared me really. You know, I I backtracked and I started eating, you know, a lot of um, pus forming food, like a lot of carbohydrate, like mm. pizza, kind of vegan pizza and things to try mm. to. I was trying everything to to make it so I can go to the bathroom normally again because I thought I was going to die. Mm. And they did a blood work and they were like, "No, you're 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 healthy. Like you're like a young you know teenager with the blood work." Yeah. And so that confused me more. I'm like, "Well, what's wrong with me then?" So that, that could really it. scare people yeah. if they're not ready for that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, <clears throat> yeah, it seems like when I would work with clients that that was, that, that was often there, but it was like the easiest thing to deal with because they, they just hadn't thought of that. It's like, okay, let's get your animal bag and your lemons first. And then here's some, uh, you know, just uh, like applesauce. I mean, get your applesauce and some raisins or, uh, prunes followed by the juicy fruit you know do that oh for, that, do that, that for a couple out. meals you know you're gonna be good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh and that's what we're saying this is simple you know it's like simple stuff we didn't you didn't have to go spend a hundred dollars on a, on a formula or drink some kind of elixir or anything it's just like no nah, just go i mean maybe you know do if you can find some organic beautiful go try to get you some organic dried fruit and uh you can either you know, you can make your own applesauce or if you find some organic in a jar and you're not to that point where you're making your own yet, do that, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's, well, well, uh, Eric had that inner clean, you know, but, but right. the solution totally, even though he had that inner clean, which at one point I was talking to a manufacturer, we we're going to try to replicate it, mm-hmm. but I, 
But any, but but aside from that, that what you just said works way better than any herbs or any like the prunes right. followed by juicy fruits works like nature works. Yeah, 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 ex- exactly. And uh, yeah, not that I, herbs are in nature, but I mean they're just re, you know, they have to be used smartly. I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think, yeah, the, so yeah, the bow herbs. You know what I found with herbs is that there are there are instances when you start talking about folks that have uh, a re- really bad adrenal issues or some of the thyroid issues or you know just basically endocrine gland issues. Uh, sometimes they can be hard to get get up out of with only fasting and with only the different you know with juicing and those kinds of things. It's not impossible, but I've, I've working with people, I found that to be pretty hard. When you look at certain herbs that have a certain biochemical response in the body and are attracted to certain glands or organs, uh, to do a certain thing, and this is just wisdom that's been passed down for generations of what what herb does what, uh, and you can experiment with it on yourself and kind of see. Uh, but once you with with those really, and I'm talking about that chronic. That's why I'm not. I don't just recommend or wouldn't just. That's the problem. They're just recommending herbs for everything. It's like you don't not most people don't really need that. But when you have these real chronic issues, if you know what to use, which ones to get, or how to synergistically put them together, uh, or if you have some formulas of somebody that you trust and you check them out. But but it has to be combined with transition diet and or the proper kind of fasting, depending on where that person is. If the person is too weak to really be able to deal with the proper fasting, or they might have some other issues, then you bring you bring the food into it. Uh, but it's but that's always a foundation and it's a very important part. Uh, and so that's one of those things that I have, you know, I don't and I don't talk about it a whole lot publicly because I'm, you know, I like I said, I went 10 years where I didn't deal with herbs at all. And then I started studying them and I kind of studied them intensively and uh, and worked with clients with them. But I never talked about it publicly. I was just like, well, I'm not there's enough people talking about this, but but there there i found the benefits like i found the things like the few times when it's really necessary it can be real helpful uh to use you know i've kind of found those times and one day i'll probably write about it and you know that kind of thing but right now i'm waiting for your transition book i keep seeing coming soon this this transition book and i keep checking amazon and i can't find the thing yeah i i I yeah i kept falling falling uh yeah, falling apart on that one where I didn't. You know, I'm eventually. Yeah, I'm gonna get that because I actually have quite a bit of it was done. So I need to revisit those drafts because I had like the first half of it or kind of the introductory material done on it, and then you know things kept t- kind of taking me away from that project. Then with the e course, I I sort of did. It's not a menu book, but it was like okay, well the menus that we have in here, the recipes. I'll create a document for them and at least have the recipes there. And that's, and that's kind of, those would be in the book uh, along with a bunch of other ones. But um, yeah, yeah. Eventually we'll, we'll get that going. <laughs> just, just a little hint. Yeah. No, but, but, but um, 
I've had bad experience with the herbs and I did, I was friends with Dr. James Sheridan from health force nutritionals mm. and they had, you know, or the veganic wildcrafted herbs. And he had this extreme cleanse. I almost killed myself on it. You know, I, I, I took his extreme cleanse cause I'd been cleansing for over, you know, decades. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm ready for an extreme cleanse. Right. And it was these capsules and mm. they ended up dehydrating me. And I ended wow. up having to crawl down the steps of my condo and, and, and somehow get water in my body. I probably would have died that night. Seriously. Wow. That experience. And then this last time on my cleanse, I took the intestinal movement formula and that kind of triggered this, this throwing up thing that happened. And yeah. I think it was the herbs that came back up, but I think it was right. more too. But also I thought, I don't know about herbs and cleansing. Like I just felt, yeah. I don't know about this. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it sounds like that those, because I haven't studied those uh, formulas at all. And, you know, those, those sound pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty intense formulas to, to have that kind of reaction. Um, <clears throat> you know, yeah, those are, yeah, leave it to me to just jump in. I'll just do it. Yeah. I, I, that I should have studied that before jumping in and just taking right. what they were saying to take. Right. Cause did you, what were they formulas that you bought or did you make them? Did you go and no, get they the had, it, and... well, the health force had a, bo it was like a box, you okay. know, and, and they had movement formula and just all these different things to loosen things up, things to help things move along. And it was all different formulations and there yeah. was like a clay kind of thing they they called earth oh well that um, so yeah there's these, the clays and yeah all that it stuff. was all <clears> these <throat> different things yeah, so that yeah. plus juicing i was doing a juice fast and i'm like all right i'm gonna add these but i didn't have enough liquid in my body to help move these things along yeah and they took it off the shelf after they heard my story i don't yeah. know that they how many people they tested it on. And I'm like, did you, yeah. did you guys test this? And, and Jameth, like, I don't know. They took it off the market. After yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Either. Yeah. No, that sounds like, yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, you have to drink a lot of water and stuff when you start getting into the clays and all that, which I'm not a real advocate and, you know, Takora, she, they, they get into some of that. And, you know, so we have some people in the music free, <clears throat> you know, family <clears throat> that, that, uh, you know, that kind of get into that. But, uh, you know, like Brother Air's perspective on it is he's always just like, well, just eat it. Just if just herbs go out. If you're going to go outside and just grab some stuff, put it on your salad. <laughs> you know, it's just if it if you can't eat it, if you can't just put it on your salad, you probably shouldn't have it. You know, you probably shouldn't eat <laughs> just, it. You know, and so there's uh, so there's that. So, yeah. So it's, it's an yeah. interesting kind of discussion. I guess I've found it like you're saying for for bowel issues. If you have some, like interclean is gentle, it's the the formula that to me was sort of closest to it would be maybe Dr. Morris's stomach and bowel number two or number three. You know that would be in the realm of like an interclean level. Oh, he which is, he was trying he was trying to replicate that. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he if that was his conscious goal, but he he's got a a bunch of them. He's got one through five. And so one has absolutely no laxative effect at all. And then five is pretty close to being like an aggressive laxative, yet it's still not. It's still not. It, they, they never get to that point where they're just like an aggressive, like the stuff you would take if you went to a hospital and they give you something that just clears you out, which that stuff is, is terrible. You know, it's dangerous, um, you know. But, yeah, two and three, it's, you know, it's just right in there. It's I call it a, a mover, just a gentle mover. Uh, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. But like you said, there, there's, 
we have these different tools when you need them. Uh, but when you don't need them, you don't have to mess with them, you know? Well, I guess the question is this. So when you're doing a cleanse, do you really need to be moving all the time or is it okay for your body to be taking a rest and just moving at, you know, like a lot of these formulas for when you're cleansing or to move things along and you could take a, a tea with, um, what fennel or smooth move or something like that. But I guess the question is, is it really necessary? And I've tried it both ways, and I yeah. don't know that it really is necessary. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not. It's not, a, and then especially if you're using an errant methodology and you're doing the enemas, which I know a lot of a lot of people are against, and those a lot of those doctors are probably against that. But that's methodology that we use, and uh, so yeah, if you're doing if you're doing any different kind of juice protocol or liquid protocol. And you have the enemas going, whether you do them, you know, first thing in the morning or at night or whatever you decide to do with that. Uh, yeah, there's not a need, generally speaking, for uh, for those kind of herbs, you know, not not the bow, the bow herbs. Like I said, if if you get a case of somebody that's that has some thyroid things happening or real low adrenals or pituitary or once you get over into there, that to me is where studying the herbs and understanding which herbs can boost uh, uh, those, uh, you know, those glands. That's interesting to me because I've seen that be very beneficial to people and very helpful. And to combine that for those people, not everybody, but for those people to combine that with fasting, uh, with the right type of fasting or the, you know, the fruit, because it kind of, you know, it gives you that stimulation and that boost and it, it allows the body a chance to cleanse while it's, you know, while you're kind of energetically uh, getting things moving a bit. So, you know, but those are very specific situations. You know, it's not like just everybody like, yeah, just go take this. And it's like, nah, those are that's like that you need to be working with somebody that knows what they're doing. This is the issue you're having, because in some cases, those folks will have already tried uh, juicing and the juice juice cleanses and things and Eric even talks about in, in he his one uh, it's not a not a herb thing but when he had had somebody uh, that had uh, he that just couldn't heal he was they were fasting and uh, tried tried everything eating and, and transition diet all that kind of stuff and they wouldn't heal so he tried something he's like well let's see what happens and that's when he took that that lemon and, and, and juice the lemon with the rind and all, you know, it's like chopped up the rind or grated the rind in there and, uh, and, and had them drink that, that just that straight lemon with the rind. And that like, you know, that, that just did some work, <laughs> you know, that just, wow. and they, and it hit and they were able to use that as a springboard for, to then heal. And so, so I look at that story as, the kind of mentality that we can bring to this practice. So we're, so it's not so rigid. It's not real narrow. Like this is exactly, these are the herbs. This is this, or don't do herbs. It's, it's kind of like, <laughs> well, we, we have all these tools and you know, we, we just have to use our intellect to decide when is the proper time to use what. And, uh, and to me, then that's the art form. That's the actual healing art form. Part of this where you learn to say, okay, well, go, go outside and do, do a, you know, do a sun bath, 
just for 25 minutes and then come back in. You know, it's like it's like having that kind of specificity to say, it's like, okay, well, do change your enemas to the night. Stop doing them in the morning. You know, that is just these kind of changes and tweaks. You can get real far with them. And, uh, and, and so with people so preoccupied with what are you eating or with like you, you've been talking about the herbs and that kind of stuff, when you start really looking at the nuts and bolts of what we're doing and how much one little shift can totally transform what, sh- what you're experiencing and what you're doing, just something as simple as, well, let me eat my salad in the afternoon and I'll have my fruit meal in the evening, you know, and that systematic change you know it can totally change everything and um so i think we're not really exploring uh you know people outside of our camp aren't necessarily exploring all of those possibilities before going and resorting to the the easily packaged you know kind of cleanses that they were talking about and uh so but that's that's one thing that we're really trying to do to get people to get a little deeper into the you know into the transitions that's that's what it's all about to me well the enemas are a spiritual they're a gift yeah (laughs) yeah it's funny i was trying to tell my my uh my stepson he's 13 he's just graduating from eighth grade now and going into high school and i'm just trying to tell him about enemas you know and they all laugh at me my wife laughs at me i'm like no i'm like I'm like you've got this belly here and you have to understand that you've got to you've got to get that out yeah and he he does laugh at me because that's what kids are going to do today but I'm just I'm just trying to plant the seed and I keep saying when you're ready this is the book to read Mm -hmm. it's not my books I want you to read Arnold Errett you know I want you to read the mucus diet healing system right here it's when you're ready and I'm and my wife has made an agreement to read it because she, I want her to understand why I'm doing this. And because mm-hmm. it is the road less traveled. And even if we're in it alone in our family, it, I think it's important they understand why we're doing this. And if they decide to do it, then again, we're our own healers and we all make that choice. Yeah. Yeah. Most, most definitely. <clears throat> so I'll just put on some Miles Davis or some, um, <laughs> you know, John Coltrane and I'll, and I'll do that enema. And like I say, it's, it's it's a gift and it's a spiritual practice and it's it's incredible what we do when we get out of the way what our body will do to heal like when we cut ourselves it heals we don't wonder why our body is that miracle when we get out of the way and we put the right things in like water and juice fruit juice to clean out and do the enemas to clean out both ends which i said i probably heard it from you i said to eli i'm like you take care of your mouth and you brush your teeth and maybe you scrape your tongue. Why don't? Why aren't you taking care of the other end? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard right. You say that. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you're brushing your teeth and yeah, you see the mucus that's on the tongue where your your tongue is connected to your colon. You know, it's one long you know, tube and so. Well, uh, because you know, as a man, you know, they think it's it, it's you know, people don't like to talk about that. First of all, and secondly, <laughs> it's you know why you know they could think you know maybe they would think i'm i'm enjoying putting things in my ass for example yeah but you know what i mean it's just this taboo and it's like there doesn't have to be a taboo around it you know it's just hygiene it's good hygiene right right yeah that's that's the thing because yeah because people are so you know touchy about it it's like yeah but would you rather (laughs) do that or what or 
would you like the experience of of a uh, of of some person you know changing your bedpan you know as you laying in the hospital and right you can't, oh that's a good one you know and that kind of stuff is etched in my mind since I grew up you know my mother real sick and that was I mean that's just you know just all, like all, so all these how many times a day and you know you had to hit the button the nurse comes in they have to or that sometimes they'll have one nurse or two and they like kind of roll you up put a put this pan under you roll you back down it can't be comfortable then you're supposed to go to the bathroom you know laying in the bed like that they you know and they kind of cover you up a little bit and then they, and they you know 10 minutes later they they come back roll you back over take it they wipe you and then you know they they go and dump the the waste in the in the bathroom i mean is that is that preferable is that is the direction that you're going if you don't want to take this into your own hands take your health into your own hands and and do something like this with the animals get yourself cleaned up then that awaits you and so yeah i I would get over for the people that feel like that I, i would get over that that taboo real quick because i would much rather be doing my own animals than to have somebody changing my bedpan every you know two hours or three hours and uh the first step he needs the first thing we embrace is this idea that we are sick even if we think we're healthy that Mm -hmm. by being constipated we know right away our state of health and i and i'm saying when i fell off you know and, and was eating some tofu it, you know, it wasn't the worst thing, but it totally constipated me right up, you know? And yeah. so then I'm like, well, how many meals is backed up in here? And so when I pass that on to him and he's in eighth grade and I say, are you, how much are you going to the bathroom? I'm not saying even if you're going once a day, you should be going two or three times a day if you're operating properly. And if you're not, then the solution is you got to start doing the enemas and eating yeah. the right foods and cleaning out. And then we can get started, right? Then we yeah. can get started to really talk about health. Yeah, yeah. And what now? What kind of stuff does he eat? I guess just at school, and does he kind of is he a little better than other kids? You know, or is he still well, kind of getting our, into? Well, in our we we got fifty fifty custody. So when he's okay. with dad, dad's making him catch up in all the meat he misses out in our okay, house. Okay. So he's inundating him with burgers over there, and then he comes here and he's constipated, which he tells us, and. Then my wife makes him a juice and she Mm -hmm. makes him a salad and then gives him fruit and then he empties out. So he gets it. He sees it. He's living it and he's seeing, well, at dad's I'm getting constipated. And this is a straight A student. So he's a smart kid. And so what's it going to take for him to say, yeah, I think I think mom and Steve have it right. And Mm -hmm. I've got to say, dad, I don't I don't want to eat these burgers anymore, even if they taste great. Yeah. Um, and so we don't put the pressure on him because his dad is really um, forceful with his viewpoint and mm. in making fun of our lifestyle, too, mm. and trying to disprove it to him. So we've got those uphill battles. But I right. think, you know, the, the greatest thing Eric said was what I said earlier and what you teach that, you know, constipation is responsible for over 90 percent of diseases. And it doesn't matter what you call it, if it's in your brain or brain cancer or lung cancer or heart disease or stroke. And it's all from the same thing, from what's on the end of the fork to not taking care of our body. And as a society, we're so off base 
and obesity is the norm. And I walk out my door, most people, even here in California, where everyone thinks people are more health conscious here, most people are overweight and obese and walking around, and it's accepted. And if you even say anything about it or use the wrong words, people think you're shaming them. And we've got to have an open dialogue about where we're going wrong. Because it's like you say, it affects the brain, the violence, everything. It all trickles down to what we're doing and putting in our body. Most definitely. Yeah, that. I'm probably regurgitating everything I've learned from you on the (laughs) podcast. But, you know, when I'm cleansing, I love diving into the Professor Spirit Archives Q&A, 1 through 15 or 1 through 12, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And just listening to that wealth of knowledge just coming in as he channels it. And it's almost like it's what, what Eric said, too. It's does it sound rational? Right, what they're teaching you or what's popular, none of it sounds rational. It's all jargon and mm. BS, and and people are just jumping on the bandwagon. So hopefully, more people wake up, right, Professor Spira? Definitely, that is, <clears throat> you know, that's that's the idea, and I think, you know, there's uh this we're at a, a period of great movement right now in in the society. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of different opinions and, and, you know, people are riled up and, you know, opposition and stuff. But what I see is a, a healing crisis that was mm. in, it was inevitable. And uh, so you can take advantage of this time, you know, or you can not, you know, and just sort of be mad or scared or whatever and just kind of, you know, and, and, and waste the opportunity. But this is. You know, there's there's an energy because, you know, healing, there's, there's an energy there. There's a you know movement you know, It's about getting getting mm-hmm. things moving, getting the blood going. Uh, it, it's not stagnation. You know, it's not just sort of you know, sitting around and, you know, it's like now nah, we're, we're getting this thing going. You know, freedom, you know, body is about freedom. You know, when it's working properly, it's it's total, total freedom. I mean, the body is the blueprint of what it means to either be in be free or imprisoned and when you can understand that then you can better understand what's going on outside today uh and and around the world right now where there's folks are starting to feel that you know they're kind of feeling that that little bit of like yeah what's this is let's let's is this moving so now what they need is uh is mucus diet healing system you know that's what you know that's what any any movement you know and i say say historically you know just going all back to any kind of righteous protest movement or anything like that the missing link has always been the physiological liberation aspect you know physiological uh understanding in that, that you know that that has to be a part of the movement because if it's not then we're going to end up having the same cycle over again you know because historically there's there's always no government is uh impervious to being shut down and changed and you know new, no one thought that <clears throat> that the roman empire was ever going to end you know those folks at the end of the roman empire they thought they must have thought that the world was ending because they never could have imagined that this powerful that had been powerful for almost 1300 years uh that that was going to end and there was going to be something else new coming in 
but it happened. And so we have to understand that there's not, nothing new is really happening. Other, The one thing that is new is the potential of the mucus's diet healing system, like what that would do. You know, if you had people around the world with, with this kind of energy that started to take a look at, you know, mucus's diet. Cause that's why we always, that's why we always say mucus's diet is like, this is the most revolutionary lifestyle that you can get into because it's, you know, that kind of energy is, is often needed. And, uh, you know, I was talking earlier today with someone about dealing with family members and, you know, you're living with somebody else or might have a partner that's, 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 that's making bacon in the morning and stuff. And you're trying to do the diet, you know, how you, deal with that and there's a mentality you have to have you you can't be you have to grow spiritually enough to not care so much about what everybody's thinking about you you know and it's uh, i mean it's easier said than done but it's it's part of the work that we have to do you know on the mental side and the social side and so um so so that's but i don't know what what do you think of what's happening right now you bring up a good point because when this first started and, you know, when they start with this lockdown here in California, because they started with us first. Yeah. They, you know, well, they started with two weeks. We're going to take away your freedom for two weeks. Right. Which we knew wasn't true. We knew right. like this was the beginning of something even more serious. And then from there, we I got into a depression from it. I was like, I think we were going to do a podcast. I was like, I'm not in the right mind right. space to, to even do this. Yeah. And, and so and I don't know. Other people might relate to this because this diet really makes you awake and aware. Mm-hmm. And, and I wanted to numb myself and that didn't mean go back and eat hamburgers again or any right, of that. Right. Right. But I did get, start the, um, the, the pus for the, the, or the mucus foods. Yeah. Yeah. Because the meat is more like the pus, the pus, I meant yeah. mucus, the starchy foods, right? Right, the, right. So the potato or the tofu, you know, the stuff to numb my mind, really, yeah. and and as a result, got constipated, mm-hmm. and then realized and started feeling sick, mm. and then it was then I and that day I was like I told my wife I'm like I'm going on a cleanse tomorrow, and I just started cleansing and enemas and emptying out and getting clean and getting clear and coming off and now being mucus free and um and being aware and realized in this that being aware through this is the most important thing. And to numb during this is is putting your head in the sand. Really, it's happening whether you put your head in the sand or not. Right. Getting so I felt like the thing to do was to. This is the time to fast. At the beginning, I was like, "Are we going to run out of food?" There was all that fear, like, you know, these lines outside the health food store and getting in there, and the and the the shelves are are stripped away. We couldn't really find fruits or vegetables. We were hearing you have to boil them. And then I was like, how, they're trying to make it so we can't even eat raw food. Like how are they going to tell me I have to boil my fruit and vegetables now? And which why which was why part of why I spiraled like this. I can't live like this. Right. Like this isn't the world I want to live in. And so getting clean and then coming up with now in the uprising like you're talking about um, that people have had it and are waking up and aware and then. You know, and then on one hand seeing that and on the other hand seeing the misinformation, the lies, the propaganda, like you said, all that to confuse people even more. um, So less people are maybe standing up and more people are staying asleep. So 
I, I totally agree with you in saying that this diet is the key for right now for becoming more aware and to reclaim our freedom. Our freedom starts with ourselves. So if I can get my body free and not have to, you know, be sick or right. or live in fear of walking out my door and being shamed for walking down our street like we are now. Mm. If my wife and I are even walking our dog in the neighborhood, people are shaming us for not wearing a mask. Mm. So there's this, you know, people spitting in people's faces over that. Wow, there's, really? There, so there, this division. That kind of defeats the purpose that's happening. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wow. There, I haven't even there, there, I haven't heard that. too many of those stories because, yeah, that's, that's not happening here. <laughs> there's things happening wow. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's intense. But to answer your question, you know, for me, this this has been the solution for everything. And yeah. and as someone that's tried every diet from vegetarianism, veganism, I guess it's a form of paleo when I was a bodybuilder in my early 20s and working out and reading the the, the Joe Whiter uh, fitness magazines and mm. wanting to get the big muscles and trying, I guess, every diet there is to raw food for right. a few years to um, you know, the mucusless diet combined with the rational juice fasting and water fasting. And that, that is the solution to everything. Yeah. It, it was all there from the 1900s on, and we've got it right here available to be kept alive now, thanks to the work you're doing and that we can carry, and I can carry on the work of Dr. Norman Walker. Yeah. 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 Most, most definitely. And, uh, so that was a bit of a rant. Why? What do you think? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm No, nah, but this is but this is the real, I mean, this is the real message cuz this is what people need to hear and understand because this 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 is a real opportunity and I'm I'm disheartened by a lot of the things I'm seeing in my Facebook feed with <laughs> with the recent uh, the recent stuff and it's like folks are not really putting it together because they're there's so much of this this weird you know, all these weird uh, conspiracy theories and this and that and it's like there's they're coming to do this and that. I'm just like look what I want to tell all those people is you need to go spend a long time studying history because there's nothing new going on right now there's nothing that's outside of uh it's like like i try to t <laughs> like i was saying you know we because there's one of the th conspiracy theories is that this this has been manufactured and it's going to try to create this civil war uh in the pro what they're missing is is like you know well a lot of us that are people of color we're like well well good let's because we've been in a civil war for 600 years you know nothing that you could imagine of whatever you think they're going to institute or that, you know, is is anywhere near as bad as what has happened over the past 600 years. I mean, it's just, you know, so if if this is going to be some kind of great thing that's happened, like, well, what about those 400 years of slavery? And we're not talking about slave you know there's there's pub people say well the romans had slavery wasn't that bad we're not th there was nothing on earth like the kind of slavery that happened in the united states and so like well and, and then when it ended people think that folks just was able to go and uh, oh slavery's over no it's not because what were those folks going to do they didn't have anywhere to go the 
economically, they were unable to largely make a living somewhere. So they became sharecroppers or they were arrested. And and that was the beginning of a prison industrial complex of free labor that continued. So people do have to understand, I mean, this society was built on free labor. And so there's a reason why we were able to industrialize the way we were. The, we were able to innovate because there were there was a number, uh, you know, there, you were people that were able to become engineers and study and do these inventions on the backs of of people that weren't getting any money that were being dominated, you know, and so. I mean, and I can talk about this, this historical context forever, but just to put things into perspective, uh, there's nothing, you know, nothing's going to and there, be worse than, you know, Germany in the, for, for Jewish people in the, you know, in the 1930s to 45. I mean, that's 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 hell on earth. And so and, and, and they're so unless they're saying, well, that's what's going to happen. Well, I'm not seeing that. What I'm seeing is people are standing up and the the bullies that are trying to harm peaceful people that are just trying to express themselves, they're backing off. Like, okay, maybe, you know, because because they're being made to look a fool on the national scale. Or I mean on the international scale. And uh and and that energy, you know, cuz we you know, people are feeling that all around the world where they're like look in with, with Mar- Malcolm uh, not Malcolm but what <coughs> Martin Luther Mar- King Mar- said King. yeah yeah injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere and so and and what I try to explain to people because I know pe- some people don't understand this because they're seeing you know I got my videos I'm going out to the protests and you know I'm letting my voice be heard and I know there's some I'm losing some people because they're like wait a minute yeah you know and they don't understand that this is an act of love this this is what love looks like sometimes it has to look like this you know because you're you're fighting for freedom it's about liberation and every once in a while uh because for the people that were saying that this was some kind of uh, you know, those were actors and there, nobody really died. That the, the thing is, OK, well, what about all of the oh God? I didn't even hear that. The other time it's an it's a nut. Yeah, it's nutty. It's, it's there's some nutty ones out there. And it's like the thing is, every once in a while, something there, something is caught on tape or there's a story that moves the nation or can move the world. For whatever reason, this this is the one. You know, Tamir Rice wasn't necessarily the one. Uh, Trayvon Martin, the other dozens and hundreds right. of people that have had their lives ended by well, MLK. The, Martin Luther King was the that was the last really big one, right? That was the last trigger that evoked an uprising, and that was. What, well, 60? I mean, well, they were in the midst of 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 the uprising at at that point, but that was that was the peaceful, right. and there was a lot of other organizing behind the scenes uh, as far as you know, group, you know, bunch of because that's the thing. A lot of people see the the folks that were out front, but there was so much more going on in the back. You know, there are people that were trying to uh, uh, do legal issues. Up, uh, hold on a second. There's a uh, I. Let me go talk. I, there's a was that <laughs> that was a knock, wasn't it? Yeah, hold on a second. But basically, how be, behind the scenes, there's a lot more going on than what ed, people see up front. You know, in terms of organizers, people, because 
you know, that's that's an art form and I, that I really respect and I've studied it and looked into it. And the people that know how to do it, it's and when it's done well, it's beautiful because you you have a person that and they're usually like people per, persons that, that are really can communicate well with people. And if you can see it's like, OK, there's all these churches, you, you're looking at building coalitions with communities that are already put together. So you have, you know, churches, you have other kinds of, you know, uh, private membership associations and clubs and, you know, and, and a good organizer can kind of look at the field and say, okay, what kind of common interest can I bring to the table and bring all of these folks together? And that was what was happening in the 60s. You had with the churches and, you know, all just all these different groups coming together and there would be different waves of, you know, of intensity. So you had the Martin Luther King path, but then there was also the, uh, you know, Malcolm X and the nation of Islam and, you know, more than, but they both needed to be there in my opinion to, to ultimately get things moving the way that it was. But of course, once Ma uh, Martin started really talking about economic justice and that it was one thing when he was talking civil rights, now he's talking about economic rights he didn't last too long after that. You know, some of his late, uh, he sounded more like what the Black Panthers were talking about some years later where there was a focus on economics and economic justice. Uh, he sounded more like that toward the end of his life before he was assassinated. Uh, and so, you know, and then what I always tell folks is to study, there's some great documentaries on COINTELPRO, Study Cohen. If if you're somebody that really likes conspiracy theories and you want to really dig deep into some real stuff that definitely happened, uh, that is hard to believe, uh, check that out. You know, check out the COINTELPRO because that's the kind of thing uh, that's really going on uh, that you know that that now I'm not seeing anybody talk about because they're preoccupied with with these this weird weird propaganda. Um, but that's so that's the thing. It's it's like this is a moment where we can uh, where a lot of cleansing can happen, you know, a lot of cleansing, a lot of healing, you know. But you have to understand that historical context and what we're dealing with to really, I think, really understand this moment and how how deep this is right now. Oh, well, a country built on blood. It was sooner or later this was gonna. It's right. it's like a bad foundation. Right. Yeah. Ex exactly. It's it's inevitable, <laughs> and so so. Uh, but so, yeah, we <laughs> like you said we we could we could talk about this for hours and hours, but we'll go ahead and uh, come to a uh, conclusion here. But I really want to thank you so much for being on the podcast uh, at this episode 21 and everybody check out uh, Steve's uh, website we got the uh, you got your courses I'll put links down below for all this stuff you have, have your courses uh, tell them about your your radio have the new radio show a radio series the juice juicepreneur all right we, we got the juicingpreneur we got yeah and we've got juice crew radio yeah. which you were on both shows yeah so yeah we've got both of those podcasts up and you guys can get a free juicing chart at juicingchart.com that juicing chart we used to sell for a few dollars it's free and it's awesome it's really everything you need to know about picking a juicer um 
it's got juice recipes, juice fast recipes, and um, it's just a great starting ground. So if you're interested in getting the juices in your body, that's a good place to start. All right, beautiful. So yeah, yeah, check, check all of uh, Steve's stuff out, and yeah, hopefully yeah, we do do this again soon on on one of our platforms on one of our yes. two, and we'll keep keep the, the dialogue rolling. So, so I thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Professor Spira. Thank you for bringing me on. All right. Thank you.